everyone, it's Claire. And today, instead of Sophie and I having a conversation or interviewing a guest, we thought it would be fun to actually give you the chance to do a Pilates class with me. So yes, there is only audio. You can't see me if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. And so this class is going to be a gentle beginner's class, a kind of restorative class. And if you think I can't do a class by audio, don't worry. We're also going to put the class up on our YouTube channel. So you can go over to Reimagining You on YouTube and you can join me for the class right there. So this class is for everyone, complete beginners to the experienced Pilates mover. The class is going to be just on the mat. If you don't have a mat, you can use a towel on the floor. It's absolutely fine. So all you need is a little bit of space on a mat, on the floor, a little bit of quiet time, and we'll do class. Whole Body Pelvic Health is proud to be sponsoring Reimagining You, the Pilates Way podcast. Whole Body Pelvic Health is the online membership course for women who want more from their pelvic floor than traditional exercises are currently giving them. 90% of women who give birth have a birth injury, and if untreated, that can cause incontinence, pain, prolapse, and more. 50% of women are suffering from pelvic dysfunction in silence when it could be improved by carefully curated exercises. This is where whole body pelvic health comes in. This is the course that leads you from frustrated and restricted by your pelvic floor to continent pain-free and fabulous again. The membership course teaches you what is possible for your pelvic floor through tailor-made online classes, allowing you to live the adventurous life you desire. Pelvic floor dysfunction is not for life. You can become continent and flourish again. So we're ready for class. All you need to do is lay down on your back with your knees bent, feet flat on your mat and rest one hand just below your belly button and one hand just below your collarbones. You can close your eyes to help you concentrate on your breath. All you're going to be doing is focusing on your breath, rising into your hands and falling away from your hands. Inhaling into your hands, exhaling away from your hands. And your breath can be very soft and gentle here. There doesn't need to be a sound. It doesn't need to be in through your nose and out through your mouth. 
It can be in and out through your nose. Find the most easy and gentle way for you to breathe into your hands and out from your hands. Breathing in completely. Breathing out completely. Breathing in completely. Breathing out completely. Then you're going to place both hands on your pelvis so that the heel of your hands is on your hip bones. Your fingertips come towards your pubic bone and your thumbs come up towards your belly button. Bring your breath towards your hands now. Breathing in through your hands. Breathing out away from your hands. And then allow your breath to move freely in and out at your own pace, calmly and gently. Leaving your hands on your pelvis, so your heel of your hands remain on your hip bones, fingertips to your pubic bone, thumbs to your belly button. Imagine that you have a small marble resting between your pubic bone and your belly button. Rock that marble towards your belly button now so your lower back will lengthen and your pelvis will tilt towards you. And then roll the marble forwards towards your pubic bone. Your lower back will move gently away from the mat and then roll the marble towards your belly button again. Rocking between these two points towards your belly button towards your pubic bone. Allow your head to be gently rocked in response to your pelvis rocking forwards and back. Almost like you're calmly and gently nodding your head to say yes. And then let's gradually balance that marble between your pubic bone and your belly button to the point where it feels level and at ease. Then we're going to take the marble from side to side. So rolling towards your right hip bone and then roll across to your left hip bone. Right hip bone, left hip bone. Your knees are quiet here. They may rise and fall, but they're not swaying from side to side. 
what we're looking for is a gentle movement of your pelvis around your thigh bone, not your thigh bone swaying like a flag in the breeze. Let's gently rock that marble to balance between each of your hip bones now. And then we're going to go round in a circle, like you're going around a clock face. So rock the marble towards your belly button and then go around to your left hip bone, all the way down and around towards your pubic bone, down and around and up to your right hip bone and up and around to your belly button again, ready to repeat. Think about oiling your joints here, oiling your hip sockets and your spine. Massaging your lower back, your pelvis. Awakening your pelvic floor. Come all the way around to your belly button and then reverse your circle over to the right, down to the left. Over to the left, up to the centre and keep going. And can you allow your shoulders to melt away from your ears and your jaw to hang and melt away from your ears? So that your head can freely move in response to the circle of your pelvis. Let's repeat this circle one last time and then bring your pelvis to that level balanced point. Balance your marble evenly between those four points. Feel how that allows your lower back to have its natural curve. Your hips are relaxed and at ease. And then take your arms now by your side, bring your heels an inch closer to your bottom. So you feel more like you're standing on the footprints of your feet. Can you feel all of your 10 toes? And then feel your 10 toes, your head, your shoulders and your arms connecting to the mat. And then roll your marble to your belly button. And then you're going to gently peel your spine away from the mat. So you're balancing on your feet, arms, head and shoulders in a bridge position. And then when you next breathe out, let your bottom relax. Let everything go to bring your spine back down to the mat. Standing into the footprints of your feet so you feel your pelvis get a little bit lighter. Tip your marble towards your belly button as you lift away from your mat. You're in a runway bridge position with the front of your hips yawning open and your knees reaching forward. And then on the way down, let your bottom be heavy so each vertebrae of your spine can yield and release to the mat underneath you. Let's do this once more. Find your footprints. 
light through your pelvis so that it can gently tip the marble and lift up. As you breathe out, let yourself melt back down, trickling your spine back down. Take your feet an inch forwards from your bottom again and then clasp your hands behind your head. So you've interlaced your fingers and you've brought your hands to the back of your head. Make sure you're holding your skull, so the bony knobbly bit at the back of your head, not your neck, so it's hard and firm under your hands, not soft under your hands. Now you're gonna reach your elbows up to the ceiling almost like your forearms are wrapping around your head. And then you're gonna reach your elbows down to the mat beside you. Reach them up and around your head. Feel that stretch between your shoulder blades and then reach them out to the side. Breathe out if you can as your elbows go up. Breathe in as they come down. Breathe out as they go up, so your elbows reach up. And then breathe in as your elbows reach out and down. Last time, up and down. And then go ahead and release your arms from behind you. Bring your arms down by your side. And notice how you feel in the back of your shoulders. Perhaps you feel a bit more connected to the mat underneath you. Then you're going to hug your knees towards your chest. So your feet are off the floor and dangling towards your bottom and your knees are towards you. I want you to hold your right knee with your right hand, not your shin, but your actual knee. So you're kind of cupping your knee and do the same with your left. So you're cupping your knees with your hands. Allow your arms to be straight and your head to be heavy on the mat underneath you. Hold this position and let your bottom relax. Let your spine be long. Sometimes when we hug our knees in, we automatically round through our lower back. And whilst I do want you to have the lower back contacting the floor. I don't want it to be pushed in, forced or tucked into the mat. It's nice and easy and relaxed. And then we're going to do some circles. So you're going to open your knees away from each other, circle them towards you and close. Take them forward, open them away and then bring towards you and close and just keep circling. So they're opening away from each other and then coming around towards each other. And it's gonna feel probably more like an egg lying on its side shape versus a circle because your arm length is restricting your range of movement, which is absolutely fine. And because I'm encouraging you to do the movement in your hip sockets, change direction of your circle now, rather than roly-polying around on your lower back. So 
or circling in your hip socket. So you can imagine that your thigh bones are big wooden spoons stirring pots of melting chocolate. A bowl over the hot water, melting chocolate. And you're stirring it. And then you're going to close your knees together, ready to take one leg forward. You're still holding on and then the other forward. So we're doing a scissoring action. So one leg moves forward, then back. The other leg goes forward and then back. And you can do it so that as one goes forward, the other one's pulling back. And allow yourself to be quite free here. So let your shoulders be moved. So as your leg goes forward, it's tugging your shoulder forward. And allow your head to roll. So as your right knee goes forward, it's going to roll your head over to the left. As your left knee goes forward, your head rolls right. And you're just continuing that gentle motion of your spine influenced by the motion of your legs. One or two more, just enjoying that rotation, that very gentle rotation between your shoulders and through your neck. Okay, and then bring one foot down to the mat then the other, releasing your hands. Notice how that feels. Okay, so you're going to straighten your right leg along the mat. So your right leg is straight, your left knee is bent. We're going to do what's called pelvic yawning. It's a bit like your bridge, your bridging movement we did before. Stand in the footprint of your left foot and roll across your pelvis to the right hip. And then roll back to the left hip. Stand into your left foot, reach your left knee forward and roll to your right hip. Roll across to the left hip. So like the pelvic clock that we did at the beginning, you're rolling your marble over to the right and then returning, really it just returns to centre. Now as you roll across to the right, remember your right leg is straight and you're just rolling towards it. As you do that, your right arm is going to flow up towards the ceiling and over your head and then back by your side as you return. So you stand in the footprint of your left foot, roll over to the right, reaching your right arm overhead and then return it all back in. Think about a morning stretch or a yawn now as you do that. So changing the quality of your movement. Imagine yawning 
what makes me want to yawn even thinking about it can you yawn as you do it to find the quality of that movement one last time big yawn and then return bend your right leg notice how it feels one side to the other feel the the weirdness of having done something on one side and then extend your left leg out along the mat. So your right leg is bent, your left leg is straight. We're going to do our pelvic yawning the other way. Stand in the footprint of your right foot and pelvic clock over to the left and return. Standing in your footprint and roll across, yawning open the front of your pelvis releasing and opening. Yawning. We're then going to add the arm in. So your left arm is going to reach over as you are yawning. So your left arm reaches up over your head behind you. So it's by your left ear and then down by your side as you return. Everything goes yawn. Everything returns. Everything goes yawn. Everything returns. Even let your armpit yawn open. And you might find that as you're rolling your, across your pelvis that your right shoulder wants to lift up. But we're going to leave it quiet on the mat underneath. Let's do this two more times, thinking much more about the actual yawning. Can you actually yawn? And then rest there, bending both knees. Notice how it feels. Hopefully a little bit more symmetrical. You're going to lie onto your side. So we're lying on our side. You're going to clasp your hands behind your head in the same way as you did when you were lying on your back. Your knees are also going to be bent in the same way as they were when you were lying on your back. So you're in a zigzag position on your side. Interlace your hands and clasp the back of your head. Make sure it's your head, not your neck. Your elbows are pointing straight forward. Your knees are pointing straight forwards. Now what's going to happen is leaving your underneath elbow on your mat, you're going to roll across the back of your arms, the back of your head, the back of your shoulder and look behind you over to your elbow and then roll back again. You're going to do that leaving your legs where they are. So if your legs rolled with you, don't worry about it. This time, leave your legs where they are. They're just going to be heavy resting on the mat. You roll across the back of your shoulders, across the back of your arm and look behind you. Let's do this once more. You're rolling across the back of your shoulders. Look as far behind you as you can, leaving your legs where they are 
and then roll back. Okay, so your underneath arm is going to stay under your head like a pillow. Your top hand is going to come onto your hip and hold it there. You're going to have your knees stay bent, but lift the top leg off the bottom leg and bring it back down. Your bottom leg's going to anchor down. You're going to stand on it as if you were stood up and you were going to stand on one leg. You'd be sure to put the weight into the leg you were standing on and release your top leg and then bring it back down. And again, repeating that movement, stand in your bottom leg to free up and get some easy movement out of your top leg. Stand in the bottom leg, float the top leg. One last one to lift your leg and hold it there. So your leg is hovered up. This is called the fire hydrant where you're just lifting and lowering your leg. So now we hold the leg lifted and we're going to keep it bent and you're just gonna bring it forwards and back. Forwards and back, like a pendulum swinging. Your leg stays bent and you just move it forwards and back. What's likely to happen here is that your back will start to move. You'll start to like wiggle in the middle. Ideally, you're just swinging the pendulum of your leg at your hip socket. Your hip socket is where your groin is. So that's where the movement is. You're bending at your groin and then straightening out a bit at your groin. If we do a lot of sitting, that front bit at the front of your hip, it may not straighten. Do not worry. You're going to work towards it. If you're feeling it in your lower back, it's likely that you're moving there. So just reduce the range of movement so that you're not feeling it happen there. Twice more. And then bring it back, stack it on the bottom leg and rest. We're going to roll over to do that same sequence of movements on the other side. So you take yourself on to the other side. Your knees are bent. You clasp your hands behind your head. You've got your elbows pointing forward and your knees pointing forward. So you're in a zigzag shape. We'll start with the thoracic rotation. So you leave your legs behind as you roll across the back of your shoulders. So your legs stay where they are, they're heavy. And then you roll forward again. Heavy legs, roll across your shoulders and roll back again. We're gonna do this one more time. Heavy head roll across the back of your arm shoulder. Look as far as you can behind you and then roll back. Leave your bottom arm as a pillow underneath you and then you take your top hand onto your hip, onto the top of your pelvis, somewhere as a little guide. We're doing the fire hydrant. So this is the one where you're just floating your leg up and down. So your knees stay bent. They're not straightening or doing anything else. You just stand on your bottom leg, float your top leg up and float it down. Float it up and float it down. Can you get a sense of why it's called the fire hydrant? <laughs> okay, so standing on the bottom leg, floating your leg up, 
that stays bent all the time. Just up and down. Up and down. This time we'll keep it up. So you float your leg up. It's just about hip height. And then we're going to think about that pendulum movement forwards and back. Your knee stays bent and you're just swinging your leg in the hip socket. Remember, that's around where you think of your groin as being. That's where the actual socket is. As it goes back, yawning open through the front of your hip. And with this pendulum movement, again, if you're feeling it happen in your back, it might be that you're moving from there. And that often happens because we have some restriction through our hips. We need to do more of this type of movement, but keep it small and build upon it rather than forcing the movement and ending up moving in your back at this point. So I think about scooping around something at the back of my knee as I go back in the pendulum to help me to open up a little bit more through the front. Let's do two more of our pendulums and then rest there. Bring your leg down. Go ahead and lie on your tummy now. So you're going to lie on your tummy and you're going to rest your head on your hands. So you're on your tummy, your legs are straight, stretched out behind you, just flopped on your mat and your head is resting on your hands. In this position, focus on your breath. So let yourself melt into the mat and breathe. Just like we did at the beginning, bringing awareness to your breath. And here, because we're compressed through the front of our body, I want you to look for when you breathe out that it's making you lengthen your spine a little bit. You're getting a wee bit longer every time you breathe out. Your head is reaching forwards a little bit. Now we're going to use that out breath, that lengthening, to take a look over our shoulders. So when you next breathe out, look around over your shoulder towards your right foot. Breathing in. And then when you breathe out the next time, take a look over your left shoulder towards your left foot. Breathe in. And then breathe out, lengthen around. So your hip bones and your belly button and your bottom ribs are going to stay down onto your mat. But you are moving up in your shoulders, the spine and ribs between your shoulders. Your hands are pushing. They could even separate a little bit on the mat so that you can use them a little bit more. And it's a bit like when a baby is learning to crawl, they lift up and they start looking around, trying to figure it out. That's what we're doing. You're mobilizing 
between your shoulders. You're looking around, your shoulder blades are gliding, they're mobile, slidey bones on your ribs that should be moving. Yeah. I often say our shoulder blades, you know, they're our most mobile bones in our body, yet it's one of the places that we would attribute most of our tension and stress being held in our bodies. So this is a great way. We've done a few things now to help get some more movement there. Okay, very well done. Rest there. We're going to come into all fours. So all fours is a quadruped, a position where you've got your hands under your shoulders, so under your armpits, and then your knees underneath your hip sockets. And we know from our side lying exercise, our hip sockets are perhaps narrower than we might have thought before. They're underneath your groin area. So it's narrower than you think. Whereas your shoulders are a little bit wider. So your hands will be wider than your knees. We're going to do a cat stretch. Before we do our cat stretch, I want you just to check here that your gaze is not looking between your hands. If your gaze is between your hands, then your head is falling off. We do not want that for sure. Okay, bring your head and gaze forwards a little bit on your mat. Okay, that's the place you're going to come back to. And imagine balancing something very important to you on the back of your body here. So you're kind of holding it up between your shoulders and holding it up with the back of your pelvis. So you're going to always come back to this position and maybe you're balancing some champagne on the back of your head too while we're at it. So we're always going to return to this position. We're going to initiate our cat stretch. So you're going to be making a curved shape where your back moves up towards the ceiling and your belly moves away from the mat. We begin this movement with our pelvis. So you start with your tailbone curling under and your pubic bone rising towards your belly button. Like a Mexican wave, that curve travels all the way up your spine until eventually your head is looking. So your gaze is looking towards your pubic bone. Then from your tailbone, you lead all the way back out of the curve. Find your balancing point with the champagne on the back of your head. You're holding something precious on the back of your shoulders and your pelvis. And again, so your tailbone curls inwards. Your pubic bone goes towards your belly button and you're curling through your spine vertebrae by vertebrae like a Mexican wave until you eventually look at your pubic bone. Then your tailbone leads out. You spread your sit bones, open them like sliding doors and lengthen your spine all the way out again. One more time. You start with your tailbone curling in, inwards towards you, pubic bone towards your belly button. Continue moving all the way through your spine, gazing to your pubic bone. And then lengthening all the way out again. Slide open your sit bones, lengthen your tailbone out and come all the way out. So now we're into this beautiful long spine with all of your natural curves. You're going to tuck your toes underneath you. So you've tucked your toes under so you can feel your big toes 
second toe particularly on the mat and you're standing into your hands and you're standing into your toes so strongly standing into your toes particularly that it allows your knees to levitate like magic an inch away from the mat so they just float up you're standing into your feet it's not all in your arms you really are using your legs using your feet and then lower back down. We're gonna go again. So you stand into your hands and feet. You're gazing forwards on your mat, not between your hands. If you look between your hands, your head is hanging low and it's heavy. So that makes, makes this so much harder. So go ahead and look in front, tuck your toes under, stand into your toes, stand into your feet, lift your knees one inch. That's a couple of centimeters for those of you not working in inches. Hold it here, breathe. And then slowly come back down. Have a rest. So sit back and circle your wrists and hands like your uh, flamenco dancer, twisting and spiraling, twisting and spiraling, just to give yourself a little rest because we're going to do one more thing in that quadruped position. So a little bit of flamenco will release out. All of these movements where we're weight bearing are very, very important for us to do, to build bone density, to be able to bear our own weight. If you trip, fall in any circumstances, we need to be able to get up again, which requires us to bear our own weight. So it's really important that we work on it and build on that. Having said that, if it is painful or there's a reason for you not to do that, you can have your forearms on the floor or you can bring a dining room chair and put your forearms on a dining room chair. Anyway, we're going to go ahead and come back into that quadruped position because we're going to do the cat stretch and the knee hovers combined. So starting off with your cat stretch. So you're going to start by curving your spine from your tailbone, pubic bone towards belly button, vertebrae by vertebrae, head last looking at your belly button. Then tuck your toes under and keeping that beautiful curve, lift your knees just off, an inch off the mat and hold it there. Make sure that you're giving weight to your little finger side of your hands and you really are in your toes and you're holding your tailbone under pubic bone towards belly button, breathing as well and then slowly come down. Well done. So you can feel the whole body really integrating into that movement. So we're going to come to sitting now. You're going to sit on your left hip left bottom with your legs swept to the right like a mermaid on a rock okay so you're on your left bum with your legs bent and swept to the right your left hand is on the floor your right arm is going to take an arc from your right foot all the way up to the ceiling and over to the left creating a big side stretch and then you're going to come back up, reverse that, peel your left hand off the floor and side bend the other way. And then up and over. And we go the other way. 
I got momentarily distracted by the kitten that just wandered in. Those of you that are doing the audio class, you miss seeing various cats and my dog wandering through our class today. Keep mermaiding one way than the other. <laughs> so maybe that's a motivator to go and find our class on YouTube. <laughs> okay, and we'll make this our last one. Nice big Cleopatra mermaid. And then sweep your legs over to the other side. So you've got your knees bent and swept to the left and you're on your right bum side of hip. Your right hand is on the floor and it's spread out like a starfish. So when we meet the floor with our hand, it's helpful to spread it out. And then your left hand is on your left ankle. It goes up towards the ceiling and over, side bending you over to the right. And then you come up, peel your right hand off and side bend the other way. So you're just sweeping your arm through space from right to left, left to right. When you go over to the right, your right hand comes to the mat to help to create more of a stretch. We'll do one more up and over. Okay. And then sit with your legs crossed. And if that's not available to you, sit on a chair or a cushion to help you sit or you can stretch your legs out in front of you. What's most important is that you feel your seat underneath you, that you're not curved and kind of slumped into that seated position. Feel your sitting bones, your bottom right under you. And then with that, your shoulders right above your pelvis. Sometimes we can end up kind of thrusting our shoulders and ribs forwards, but you could imagine that you're actually sat against a wall or sat back to back with your best friend here. So then what you're going to do is clasp your hands behind your head again, like we did before. So we did this line on your back and we did it on your side. When we're here, it's important that your elbows are pointing slightly forwards so that your shoulder blades are hugging your ribs, not pinching your spine. Then we're going to do a spine twist. So this means you're going to look to your left and turn your spine as far as it can comfortably go to the left, looking towards your left elbow pit and then return to the center. Same thing to the right. Turn and look to the right, go as far as you can, looking to the right, and then return. And literally just continuing that movement. If for you, you're feeling like your breath is restricted or your shoulders are in your ears, bring your hands down and put them on your chest. So one on top of the other, just below your collarbones on your sternum, and have your hands in that position instead. It's really important as we're moving that our breath can flow comfortably and freely. 
if we're doing a movement and it feels like our breath is being restricted, then there's usually a little, little tweak, little variation, little something that we can do. So you're continuing to twist one way and then the other. One or two more. And then bring yourself back to the center. Then you're going to sit in the middle of your mat with your knees bent, feet together, knees together, hands at the back of your thighs, just at the bend of your knees, but on your thighs. You're sitting as tall as you can here. Imagine that you've got your glass of champagne balanced on the crown of your head and really holding it up there. Feel how that helps you to grow a little bit taller, sending your sit bones down into the floor. Then we're going to roll back. So you're gonna keep the champagne balanced as you roll off your sitting bones towards your sacrum. Your hands uh, stay on your thighs and your arms straighten and then sit all the way back up. There's a lot in that one, I know. I will say it again. So we're sitting tall, champagne to the ceiling. You're literally just rolling off your pelvis and back till your arms straighten and then sit all the way back up. If you imagine the shape of your spine, as you sit tall, you've got those beautiful natural curves. The shape I want you to make is the shape of a letter, a capital letter J. So the top part is straight and the bottom part is curled under. So can you curl under the bottom part but keep lifted in the top part and keep exploring that movement? Your feet can be very helpful here. So use your feet to gently push the floor away. Do keep your knees together. Breathe anytime, one or two more. And then when you finish your last one, release your hands and bring them to the mat wider than your shoulders. So they're on the mat, they're wider than the, your shoulders. Spread them out like starfish pointing outwards, not forwards, not back, but just slightly outwards. Your knees are still bent, your feet are still flat on the mat. You're gonna stand on your feet as if you're going to pull the mat towards your bottom, but your bottom ends up lifting off the floor and then bring it back down. This is called table. It's like being in quadruped, but the other way around. So you're standing into your feet, standing into your hands, especially spiral towards your little fingers. And then your feet, it's like you're going to pull your feet to your bottom but your bottom lifts up instead. Let's go again. Stand in your hands and feet, pull your feet to your bottom, your bottom lifts. Once more, 
you're going to look straight forwards, not to the ceiling. I think we should do one more for good measure. Stand on your feet, pull, and then sit back down. Well done. So what we're going to do to finish with is we're going to roll up to standing. So you're going to bring yourself into a crouch position. So your knees are bent, you're on the balls of your feet, your hands are to the floor. Your heels are going to be off the floor and you're just in a little crouch. All right, so from this crouch position, you're going to straighten your legs and bring your head down. Your legs might not completely straighten, but you're now in a folded over position. From here, both feet are flat on the floor now, your head and arms are dangling. You're gonna slowly restack from your cat. Do you remember we started tailbone, pubic bone to belly button to help us to restack? Then you just let your spine rebuild itself all the way up to vertical. When you become vertical, you're going to reverse that. So you look down to the floor, let the weight of your head and arms take you towards the floor, to wherever you can go, and then we come back up again. Rolling up, thinking about your tailbone coming under, your pubic bone rising up until your pelvis is vertical, then you let your spine continue. Keep your pelvis vertical as you roll down again. Your pelvis stays vertical till it absolutely has to slowly start turning. And then we roll back up, tailbone under, pubic bone up. This time, when we get to the top, Stay standing. Pause here. You may close your eyes for a moment to notice how it feels. How do you feel in mind, body and breath as we come to the end of our class today? What was it like to experience a class in this way? This gentle, restorative class. And that's where we're gonna finish. You can do the class as many times as you want to do the class. You can share it with your friends. You can drop us a message with any questions that you have about the class or if you'd like to find out more about doing a class regularly, either online or in person. As you know, I run Chapel Allerton Pilates and we have a number of classes that are online via Zoom, which means that wherever you are in the world, you can join a class with us. And for now, I really hope you enjoyed this class. This was a fun challenge for me to share an audio class. Many people have asked for an audio class for a long time. And I really cannot wait to hear from all of you to find out how it's gone. And I look forward to seeing you all or hearing from you in our next episode. Bye for now.